everyone. You are listening to My Black is Transnational, and this is a special edition of My Black is Transnational. My name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lambert, and coming up on this special episode, I will be dedicating a letter written from my heart to my son, Jadena, celebrating his first birthday. Um, this is a special moment for me, and one of the things that I truly value when I use this podcast is not just as a platform to talk about very real issues, but also as a way to be able to kind of create a time capsule of sorts that be able to leave very important nuggets and and important things that my children and grandchildren can come back and look to. And I use it not just, you know, in episodes that I do with my daughter, but also things that I can do with my son and future children. So this is almost like a legacy project of of sorts, in addition to all the other things that this podcast serves as. So on this special episode, I, I share my 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 thoughts, my feelings, hoping that a future version of my son will hear this and can go back and listen to this multiple times as a reminder of how things were when he was first born in that first year and what that was like and why it was so important for for us as a family and us as a community and as a transnational village and how loved he is and remains um, and how important he is to all of us in the family. So this isn't your typical episode, but I, if you're listening to this and you made it this far, you, you're curious to hearing it, you know, I, I hope that you enjoy it uh, because it's very genuine. I didn't write anything down. I spoke strictly from the heart, and there may be some things that I may have said appropriately or inappropriately or said it correctly or incorrectly, whatever the case may be. I didn't do too much editing. I, I really didn't. So this is very raw. So I, I hope that you can appreciate and value the authenticity in this episode uh, as much as I do. And I hope that if Jazena is listening to this in the future that you appreciate the content of the letter that I share with you. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. Welcome to my dad's podcast, My Black is Change National, Season 3. You can find us on anywhere you like to listen to good podcasts. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Hope you enjoy the show. Bye. Dear Jadena, um, I don't know when or how or what you will be when you hear this, um, but this is your dad. My name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lamberts. I am currently, um, I don't even know what to say, but I'm filled with emotion, I'm filled with happiness and joy. As I, as I read this letter that's written from my heart, not on paper. Um, but my name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lambert. Most people know me as Kells, affectionately. But I hope that you affectionately know me as Dad, Daddy, Dada, Baba, whatever you want to call me. Um, but don't call me by my name, because I will whoop your ass. All right. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, you know, in this, in this, in this moment in which I'm speaking to you, I, I do hope that uh, 
you understand how happy I am to do this. And, you know, I'm sitting here on the eve of your first birthday on March 3rd, 2021. And I remember thinking about what I would say when I got on my microphone and, and spoke to you. I knew that I wanted to do something for you, right? Um, and I'll explain why towards the end of this letter. But I have to sit here and imagine myself talking to a future you. And what I would tell you if I wasn't around. If I wasn't here, but what would I leave for you? What do I want you to know about me? What do I want you to know about the world? What do I want you to know about life as far as I know right now? As I sit here, obviously I have a lot more to learn, but I'm hoping that I can be able to pass it all on to you as I continue to grow. So this will be the first of many letters, uh, a lifetime together we have. uh, And I pray that God continues to keep us. Hmm. So where do I begin? When I thought about this whole idea, you know, I, I figured I would do it before you were born, you know, and and I always imagined what you would look like, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to just do this, but I'm very glad that I decided to wait. My spirit told me to just wait, wait it out, sit down, get to know the kid, get to know the baby, meet him first. How do you feel then? Grow with him, watch him, and and then talk to him. Then speak to him. Get a sense of his personality and how it vibes with yours. And it's one of the greatest blessings that I've ever experienced. You were born on March 4th, 1048 AM, 2020, in the middle of one of the worst years in history that most of us can recall who are alive today to speak on it. You were born in the middle of one of the most treacherous, one of the most vile pandemics that people have experienced so far in this generation in over a hundred years. However, I think it'd be a great lie if your mom and I didn't say that this was one of our, 2020 was one of our best years personally and a majority of it was because of you. You came to us at an opportune time, at the best time that only God knows how to provide that type of timing. I remember for years and years and years imagining what you would look like, imagining how you would be, your personality. What would my son, how would he act? How would he play? Who would he look like? Who would he favor? And I mean, hey, look, I won that battle. <laughs> I mean, many people can definitely say that. Even if you don't know what I look like by now, we look similar. You're just a light-skinned version of me, as my mom would say. Um, but regardless of all the aesthetics, the process that you had us go through, that pregnancy process that you your mom and I went through carrying you, it's more more so your mom than me, but that process was the most beautiful experience that I've ever witnessed. It, you, we knew you were special because the process itself was special, because the timing in which you were brought to us was special, because everything that you did 
afterwards, after birth, was special to us. Your personality was so calm, so smooth. I mean, it was very, it was very reflective of, it was such a reflection on the entire pregnancy process. It was a smooth, happy process. Your mother and I experienced one of the happiest times of our lives while she was pregnant. She was so scared because she was almost 10 years removed from giving birth when she um, gave birth to your older sister, Alicia Adora. And she was so concerned about what that process would be like. How happy would she be? How well would she feel physically and emotionally and mentally? And man, you blew us out the water. It was such a great time to be able to watch her at her happiest. Even at the point where her body was physically going through that process of carrying you, she was so happy. She was having such a great time, and, and I know that it was it was fun for her. She took pictures, she dressed up as, as a fox for Halloween. She really embraced the pregnancy process of carrying you. It was, one, it was an amazing thing. And that is all to God and all to you for whatever blessing and personality that God has given you it showed it shined through her and even after birth it still remains the same spending this year with you seeing seeing you grow from being a baby you could have moved to, to to now you know being an infant and 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 being able to make eye contact with us and smile and laugh and then play and then not watching you sit up and then from watching you sit up to watching you crawl and then from watching you crawl to watching you stand and from watching you stand to watching you take steps forward and I know you can walk <laughs> you're, if you, you, you can walk at the stage in which I'm talking to you now you're 11, 11 months and about 30 days or so old and you, you're taking your time with walking but we know you got it in you you just waiting for your birthday <laughs> but seriously uh, it was just it's, it's been it's been an honor to be able to see all those things to be able to relive that part of life that I didn't get the, the luxury to be able to do so with with your sister Alicia because I met Alicia when she just turned two so all those precious golden years of from neonatal stages to you know toddler stages to the early toddler stages I, I didn't get that pleasure unfortunately but we did get to still spend some some amazing years and although Alicia isn't biologically mine she's mine nonetheless by force by fire she understands who her dad is um and so to be able to witness you from birth till now and continue to watch you grow has been amazing during your naming ceremony we named you multiple of things you have to understand where you're from right you come from a mixed blended family with a mixed blended culture however you remain a transnational by birth by association by culture by man by, by mandate by me you represent a bridge a bridge not between just the family but between the culture you have a father that has ties to Nigeria Igbo, Yoruba, to Ghana, and you have African ties to the continent, and yet you also have American ties. 
right, to the South. You represent two histories. You represent two vastly different cultures that are seeking a way to one another, who've been divided for so long and are seeking a way to reconcile. You represent that reconciliation for me. You represent what the future should be for transnationals. You represent that home is anywhere. Because as a black boy is growing up, the world should be yours. And I pray that as you continue to grow, that you find your niche and you find a way to be able to contribute to the world. So I named you Jadena Alexander. I should say we named you Jadena Alexander Oluwadarasimi Oluwafikomi Chimnonzo King Kweku Ibe Lamberts. Yes, you have all those names because when our culture, we don't name you until a week after meeting you. And I named you Jadena specifically because Jadena means close to the father. And the father is a double entendre. It means two things. It means father, your actual father, but father, God. However you want to define God as a he, she, or they, but we, in this term, use it as a he. But close to the Father. And I gave you that name because I understood the process, having grown up and witnessing your, my dad, your grandfather, and the sacrifices he made for his children, and what he did in order to make sure that he remained close with his children. You had an older auntie, Adure, who passed away when she was eight years old when I was six from sickle cell and I remember as we were going through the process that was one of our greatest fears among many fears about what it would be like conceiving you and bringing you to this world your mom was so worried about making sure that you didn't experience any pain she wanted you to have a good healthy life and we both had the sickle cell trait and we didn't know what was going to happen but there was a one in four chance that you might have it, but we didn't know what we were going to do. But we prayed and prayed, and we kept our faith. And lo and behold, you were born with nothing, not even a single, not even a sickle cell trait at all, I, um, which is just a, a testimony to, to what you were and the gift that God had made you for us, this entire family. So your name has these meanings because... Your, 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 your auntie had passed away and we were so worried about that And but even regardless of all that I committed to knowing that my life was going to be spent trying my best to be as close to you and to be able to get you as close to God as my father tried with me but I wanted to do it in my own way and I hope that I get that opportunity to because I don't take this thing for granted I don't take this life for granted see even in you being born, and I remember moments as I looked at you, maybe I would say a month as I just held you. It was in that moment in realizing that your life really confirmed the fact that I won't live forever. It was in your birth that I acknowledged my death. I knew and I said to myself and I said like, I can't live, I won't live forever. 
it's not something that you I mean everybody says that and you'll see as you grow like people say that all the time like you know everybody dies but it really sat it settled in my mind and I and I truly understood that I'm going to die I can't live forever and then what does that mean right like that means I have to really cherish that I get to relive life again through your eyes and I get to truly then expand it and, and and multiply the value of my life and enrich it in a way that it enriches not just you but all the people around you. See, because we live in a village and, and you are part of a village, that village. You are part of that village, right? And that village in, 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 is, includes aunties, uncles, friends, cousins, who are on all parts of the world. And I know some of them are listening now. Some of them are in Chicago. Some of them are in Nigeria, Ghana, wherever. But you have so many people that love you. Right? And and it makes me understand that I can't take them for granted as well. Because I never know when I'll be taken away from you. And it also makes me realize that I have to do something to ensure you. What it is. What are the best things to do? The best way to go. As I mentioned earlier, you were born in the year 2020, which was also, in addition to the pandemic occurring, COVID-19 pandemic, we were also experiencing civil unrest, racial injustice at its highest form through the death of George Floyd, through the death of Ahmaud Arbery, who was born probably a week or so before you were born, who was, who was killed about a week or so before you were born. And months later after you were born, the death of Breonna Taylor and so many others, Jacob Blake. I mean, there's so many other black black men who look like you and black women who look like your sister and your mother who are being killed. And this is a harsh reality that I hope I live to be able to tell you again in person is that although you were blessed with all these things, at some point, there's going to be a transformation in which you, be make, you become a target and a threat to someone who does not look like you. And that's one of our other greatest fears. And understanding that, okay, well, there's some biological things that we can't control, but we also understand that there's some environmental things that we can't control as well, which is racism. You're being born in a world that people who look like us aren't treated the way we deserve to be treated. People who look like you and me and your mom and your aunties and uncles, some of us don't get the fairness and the love and the hum- and the hu- just the decency of uh, treatment with humanity that we deserve. And you're going to be a target of that wave of racism and we don't know how we're going to protect you except to educate you to raise your awareness to give you this type of gift to give you these types of of information um, it's it saddens me it makes me feel <laughs> it makes me feel helpless at times because I look at your cute little baby that I see in front of me and I don't know at what point you will turn into a threat to somebody to the point where you see, I mean, there are articles about six-year-old boys being 
arrested and, and, and charged with, with, with all types of things. And I don't know when they will begin to treat us better. But all I can do, all your mother can do, all we can, we can do is try to equip you with the knowledge and understand that you know, regardless of how people try to tell you that you are low, that you are beneath, that you are in, in you are dispensable, please understand that you are not. You come from a proud family. You belong to a large transnational village. You were born to make a difference. You will make a difference in some way, shape, or form. But I ask that you do it your way. I ask that you do it in a way that emphasizes your gifts and talents. Please understand that we love you more than words can describe. I do this podcast thing. It goes beyond just knowledge and education. This is about legacy. This is about understanding that as we move forward, we have to continue to bridge these gaps. And like I mentioned before, you represent that bridge because you will find yourself immersed in not just African continental culture and Nigerian history, but now you are also part of the American history. You are part of the slave history of slavery, the history of segregation, the history of Jim Crow. That is now part of who you are. See, as a black immigrant, that's not something that I was part of. That's not part of my history of being born in Nigeria. We had our own history. We had to deal with colonization and oppression by British country, by the by European countries. But we never had that. I never had that connection to what happened historically in the United States. And I never tried to pretend. All I can do is empathize and understand that my brothers and sisters were taken away from me as slaves and, and brought to the United States. My ancestor, my kin of my ancestor, I should say. But I never had that direct tie, but you do. Because your grandfathers, from your mother's side, has a history to that. So, never forget that. And never forget what happened to black people on the continent as well. And what their experiences were like. And never forget the fact that it's your job to be able to make sure that both sides understand one another and yes it may sound like I'm putting a a lot on you at this point in your life when you're barely a year old but understand that that is that is one of the things that we have to do we cannot take anything for granted this life is not for granted this life is about love respect creating justice being transparent being honest and doing what's right I don't I mean I don't have the answers to everything because like I said I'm still learning myself but what I do know is that I'll be damned if you live a worse life than me that's not what it's about that's not how we generate wealth And I'm not just talking about wealth as far as resources and money, but I'm talking about wealth as far as expanding justice, creating a space where we can be able to develop equity, be able to have equality, and be able to be right or wrong 
and not be not be punished for it just because of the color of our skin. We are human. You will make mistakes. I make mistakes. Everyone around you will make mistakes. But you should not be punished three times as much because of the color of your skin. So it is our job to be able to make sure that we bridge the gaps that is that exist between brothers and sisters that look like us and make sure that we can become more unified. It is your job knowing that you represent a history that entails both parts to show and be an example that there's a much bigger picture that we can accomplish if we come together. So, I mean, this is where I'll stop. I pray that we have more of these conversations. I pray that I continue to speak more life to you and there's so much more that I could have said that I probably didn't say and I don't want to say because it might get very emotional and I'll start tearing up but I love you I love you more than I can ever even imagine I to see you be in my arms I love everything around my life I love your mom, I love your sister, I love my mom, I love my parents. It just made me realize that, man, we can't take none of this thing too seriously. The only thing that I can do is, is, is be the best father that I can be, to be the best person that I can be. Because I won't be here at some point to tell you my entire story, but I have to be able to leave something for you to explain what it really means to love, what it really means to appreciate life that you have. And in turning into your first anniversary, your first year, I pray that you cherish life as much as I cherish yours, as much as I cherish mine, as much as I cherish those around me. I pray that you find your gift early and that you bless others with it all we want for you to do is be a contributor to society in a good way and we're trying our best to make sure that you can be that person we all love you we'll always love you no matter what so please take care of yourself remember that my black is transnational. Your black is transnational. Our black is transnational. Keep it that way. Sincerely, your father, Dr. Kalechi E. Bailey.